0: good evening Bethlehem and saints of God good evening good morning good afternoon or maybe even good night or whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday zoom Bible study my name is Pastor Michael e. Ton, and I serve as the senior pastor right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church and the heart of Paul's Valley Oklahoma and if you're watching or listening and you're anywhere near Paul's Valley or Garvin County and you do not have a church home i want to extend this personal invitation for you to join us right here at the bethlehem baptist church we're located at 311 north dunbar again we're located at 311 north dunbar we'd love to see your face in the place why don't you go ahead and visit our website at www.heargodswordatbethlehem.com? at bethlehem.com again our website It's www.HearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com. And there you can get to know us. And once you get to know us, why don't you go ahead and scroll to the bottom of the website, click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the LinkedIn tab, the Twitter tab, and follow us in what I call Cyber Church. We'd love for you to be a part of our Cyber Church family but ultimately we want to see your face in this place this coming sunday at 11 a.m service bring a family member or a friend with you and also you might as well come on out at 10 a.m for sunday school again we'd love to fellowship with you and again we'd love for you to be a part of our church family in jesus name you are listening to our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. It's meant to be a time from 6 p.m. to 6.40. However, we're allowed the Holy Spirit to work and move as he would like, uh, but this is the structure. We're gonna have an opening prayer, announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation, and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you, we praise you. We glorify your holy name. You are always worthy to be praised. You are holy. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven in this Bible study. Father, please forgive us of our sins, wash us and cleanse us, that we might be in right relationship with you, that we may be in right fellowship with you, that we may tonight hear a word from the Lord. We. Listen by the power of your Holy Spirit. Teach now in Jesus' name, Amen. And praise the Lord, Amen. And praise the Lord, Bethlehem. We are starting uh, for the next couple of months. Begin the fast and pray once again on Fridays from 8 a.m. Uh, to 8 uh, p.m. 8 a.m. to 8 uh, p.m and we want you to fast and pray. I'm gonna send out the pastor's texts. We're gonna begin to fast and pray uh, for those on the the list. Also, we're fasting and praying for what's going on in Florida right now and and the hurricane that's uh, going through that, fasting and praying for uh, all of the people that will need God's comfort and help and wisdom and provision uh for such a massive storm we've been praying that god would rebuke the power rebuke the rain uh that there will not be many casualties in jesus name so we're praying for our brothers and sisters in that florida and and where the hurricane is uh going uh, in jesus name Also, we're gonna be fasting and praying uh, for this uh, coming Sunday's event. Our son in the ministry, along with our daughter in the ministry, Pastor C.L. Gray and Sister Donisha, will be installed this coming Sunday um, there at First Missionary Baptist Church in Medea, Oklahoma. We are excited to be a part of the service we want you to be fasting and praying for this uh, great time and great event in uh, Jesus' name. Also, we want you to be fasting and praying uh, in the month of September for our 121st Church Anniversary Service. Uh, we're excited about this. We're also uh, fasting and praying that God would allow us to give a special anniversary Um offering one dollar for every year that we've been in existence uh, for the work of the ministry here at the Beth- and baptist church we are excited to have one of our favorite sons coming back reverend herman stevenson uh reverend herman stevenson is uh coming uh to share with us and we will be celebrating God's uh, faithfulness and I'm going to be starting a new series at the beginning of September which is this Sunday of the same name celebrating God's uh, faithfulness throughout the whole month and I'll send that information out on Thursday in uh, the text heads up for the weekend so we're excited to celebrate God's faithfulness here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church for he has been faithful so we want you to fast and pray for that as well tonight uh, we are going to be in uh, the last message in this series on how to see in the dark how to see in the dark and uh, this prayerfully has been a time of great encouragement to your hearts minds and souls as We as Christians have to maneuver at times in our lives in the dark. We have to maneuver in the dark and we have to go through trials and tribulation just like everybody else um, as we enter times like this. We've been standing on Job chapter 19, verses 25, or Job said, I know my redeemer lives. This is Sister Mullins, uh, one of my favorite songs where she says, I know in the same words that Job did. I know my redeemer lives in the midst of the darkness and the shadows of life. I know my redeemer lives. And in order to have victory in the shadows you must learn to see god in the dark and you've got to know that your redeemer lives in jesus name uh, we've shared and if you haven't had an opportunity go to our facebook page and you can uh, find my podcast link and get all of these messages redeemed in the dark rescued in the dark roughing it in the dark, renewed in the dark from Sunday. I pray that you're encouraged to uh, to get that. And tonight, we're going to be talking about raising or rising in the dark. Rising in the dark. We're going to be looking at Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 through 19. Habakkuk chapter 3:17 through 19. And let me read that in your hearing in Jesus name Uh, and this is what it says though the fig tree does not uh, bloom and there's no grapes on the vines though the olive crops fails and the fields produce no food uh, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stall. Verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my savior. 19, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights I read to you. Tonight, today, this evening, or whatever time you're a part of this study, hit back at chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. And may God only bless the doers of his marvelous and holy word. Tonight, again, we're sharing a message uh, rising in the dark, rising in the dark. We're going to talk on around three points. The Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about a grim prognosis. We're going to talk about a grateful praise. And we're going to talk about a grip processes, a grip processes. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should rise above the tribulations in life. Christians should rise above tribulations in life. We're going to look at this brief video and then we'll get into the Word.
1: Hello. Welcome to the Bible Takeaway, where you can expect a snack on the who, what, and when of a particular Bible filling. This is a Bible summary of Habakkuk. Habakkuk comes after Nahum, which was written during the divided kingdom. Habakkuk was as well, but also extends to the time of the exile in Babylon. What to expect in Habakkuk? It's a prayer of complaint by the prophet Habakkuk, questioning why God would use the Babylonians to punish Judah. The people in Habakkuk, not surprisingly, are Habakkuk. For a key passage, try Habakkuk chapter three verse twelve. In wrath you strode through the earth, and in anger you threshed the nations. In summary, chapter one O Lord, why do you tolerate evil behold I am raising up the Chaldeans your eyes are pure why do you look upon the treacherous chapter 2 the Lord answers the just shall live by faith woe to him who plunders nations What prophet is an idol the Lord is in his temple Chapter 3. O Lord, renew your works. He stood and shook the earth. You crushed the head of the wicked. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. So what's the takeaway from Habakkuk? Even though God is able to turn evil actions into greater good, those who have done evil will still be judged.
0: amen and praise the Lord amen and praise the Lord Bethlehem you know we like to look at the maps and we always like to let you know that the Bible is not a a book of tales or stuff that's been made up that the events of the Bibles happened in history and history is his story God's story And Habakkuk is talking about in the text tonight uh, what happened in history in regards to the Babylonian Empire. Habakkuk was upset with God because he was going to allow, as the video said, allow the evil nation uh, to come against the people of God. And this map shows the rise of the Babylonian Empire starts right here at Babylon, and uh, they would go and they would conquer all the way across here, all the way across here, and they would conquer and come all the way down and they would conquer Jerusalem, they would conquer Jerusalem, and and they would utterly destroy Jerusalem. They would utterly destroy the temple. They utterly tore down the walls uh, of uh, Jerusalem. And and they just utterly, utterly destroyed um, uh, the people of God there. And they were allowed to do that because the people of God was not living holy, they was not living righteous. And God would choose to bring a unchosen people, a unholy nation to come and discipline the people of God because God disciplines those whom he loves. And uh, Habakkuk really, really struggled with this. He struggled with God using evil people to destroy the people of God. Like some people struggle with, uh, Uh, why bad things happen to good people. But I always like to say bad things happen to everybody. Uh, Good and bad people on this earth, because we are not in heaven, uh, the good and the bad will happen to us all. But the people of God was utterly destroyed because they were not living holy. And God raised up this Babylonian nation um, and, and Habakkuk had to prophesy the truth and the truth was not good. The truth was ugly and he had to come to terms with what would be about to happen in the life of the people of God. Perhaps God has you listening tonight to help you come to terms with what you have to do help you come to terms with the divorce to help you come to terms with the cancer diagnosis and having to take treatment uh, having to come to terms with the bankruptcy having to come to terms with the loss of the house as it is foreclosed upon helping you to come to terms with uh the fallout of family members or friends that 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 you thought really love you this Habakkuk is a a book that helps you come to terms with with the bad things that happens in your life. Somebody has to come to terms with what is about to happen. But not only that, you're gonna have to learn how to rise above it all. Let me say that again. You, You have to come to terms with what's really happening, the realities of what's going on in your life and these are realities that you would have never thought that you had to deal with the realities of, of stuff that has caused your mind to be perplexed uh, the reality of the nature of your marriage that will not change but uh, you, you cannot seek a divorce because God says he hates divorce somebody has to come uh, come to terms with the realistic things that are happening in your life and that will happen and that you will not be delivered from. You see, sometimes folk think that God will always deliver you from the troubles and the trials. and the tr- That's not real Christianity because that's not real life. Somebody is perhaps holding against God because you have to go through some stuff and tonight God wants you to be able to get a grip of the Babylonian destruction in your life. in Jesus, name. first of all, if we're gonna get a grip with this thing, first of all, we gotta come to terms with the grim prognosis. Uh, this is Habakkuk. He's already struggled uh, in, in chapters before, and, and, and he's now trying to come to terms with the grim prognosis. He says, though the fig tree does not bloom and and I always like to see here the fig tree I know what a fig tree is because I'm down at grandmama's house and the fig tree is a very voluptuous tree it has many leaves and I always describe it that everything was going down uh, at the fig tree mama mama them told us not to hang around the fig tree because the snakes and, and everything else came under it looking for shelter everything went down at the fig tree jesus cursed the fig tree because the fig tree um uh, did not have any fruit and the fig tree had leaves but it didn't have fruit And this is a great illustration what's happening to the people of God, they had leaves, but it didn't have fruit, you know anything about the fig tree, the fruit comes first before the leaves, so if the leaves are there, you should be able to assume that the fruit has already budded but the people of God had not budded the people of God had a look of religion, a look of uh, of salvation but. Ah, um, and as a result of that, God sends this judgment of Babylon upon them, though the fig tree does not bloom and there are no grapes on the vine. I just saw a show um, about a grape vine there in right outside of San Francisco on, on Hallwork, uh, something about Napa Valley. And, and and they was concerned about the grapes uh, blooming, or blossoming. And, being fruitful and and Habakkuk said there's no fruit that is budding on the fig tree there's no grapes on the vine wine country has been put out of business though the olive crop failed and the and the uh fields produce no food and i know the fields from grandmama's house uh, we would always uh, have a cornfield when I went down to Grandmama's house. Uh, several cornfields that they, my Uncle Jumba, uh, he uh, worked the fields and they they planted all kind of watermelons. I remember watermelons being down there and all kind of fruit trees around Grandmama's house. Uh, if you go there today, there's none of that there. I said though, there's no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. right now i know down in texas the the cattle people are concerned because there's a drought there's and they're concerned about watering and they're concerned about feeding that there's no natural grazing because the grass has turned it is a dark time it is a grim prognosis so what do you do with the grim prognosis yes there's a hurricane hitting right now and you've got to go through it or get around it get away from it yes it's a grim diagnosis Jeremiah 5 and 17 says this they will devour your harvest and food Jeremiah was another one who prophesied about the Babylonian uh uh taking over coming and, and taking over. And Jeremiah was description and, and said what would really happen. And he said, They will destroy your harvest and food, they will consume your sons and daughters, they will eat up your flocks and her herbs, uh, uh herds, uh, they will feed on your vines and fig trees with the sword, they will destroy the fortified cities into which you trust. A grim diagnosis. This thing is happening. It's going down. There will be no deliverance. There will be no healing. There will be no salvation. Woo boy, that's deep. that's a grim diagnosis. But sometimes in this life, we all have to go through the grimness of life sometimes we have to lose jobs sometimes we lose families sometimes we lose health it it, it is a dark time uh, in your body and, and you don't know what's going on in your body your whole body is tingling you don't know what's going on in your body and, and, and things are just horrible. You're being beat, it seems like, by the devil. It's a grim diagnosis and you got to go through it. So preacher, you say tonight, is there any hope tonight? You've given us all this grim news, is there any hope? But this is Habakkuk, it's not me. And this was the truth. And this did happen in history. But, but the lesson is entitled, Rising in the Dark. That's where the hope is, rising in the dark. And, and what Habakkuk begins to do after he struggled, after he was being perplexed, but as we learn from roughing it in the dark, but not in despair, this is what he came up with, a grateful praise. Wait a minute. You went from a grim diagnosis to a grateful praise uh is this man uh, uh 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 what's that word is this man bipolar he, he just gave us a grim diagnosis and, and then he switches and, and he used the clause yet i will rejoice in the lord i will be joyful in god my Savior, that's the key to enduring grim situations. That's the key to rising in the dark. You gotta get you some yet ministry in your life. And though everything was going wrong, he knew that everything was right with God. let me say it again. Though everything was going wrong, the only thing he had going in his life was god he said yet i rejoice in the lord i will be joyful in god my savior tonight if you want to rise in the dark you better get some grateful praise i noticed that i had that ability at times to do the grateful praise i was going through a lot and began to pray and the first thing i began to pray was thank you lord thank you lord Before I ask for anything, you have to be mindful to be grateful, especially in times of darkness, because if you're praiseful and mindful of who God is, then guess what? It can't get that dark. Woo, let me say it again. If you're always mindful and grateful for what God has done and doing in your life, it can't get that dark. Even in the midst of the darkest night, if you strike a match, kids matches was something that they put on the wood stick and and you strike it and it was because the kids don't know what matches are. <laughs> it's like a cigarette lighter. you just hit it and, and in the midst of total darkness, if you strike that match or strike that cigarette lighter light will permeate in the midst of darkness because light cannot darkness cannot overtake light and what uh, Habakkuk had in his life he had the light of who God was and that's what you see saints going through hell and are grateful and have a testimony and are hopeful because they know who their God is. And if they don't have anything else, they know they're not forsaken by God. He said, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my savior. Woo! Reminds me of Job. Job after losing everything, he said, naked i came into this world and naked i shall depart and he said this blessed be the name of the lord i've lost everything but i still have god blessed be the name of the lord Whew, a mighty mighty hymn blessed be the name of the lord from on high a grateful praise from a grim prognosis and this is deep christianity In Jesus' name. Romans 5 and 3 put it this way. Not only that, but we also rejoice in our suffering. See, this is real Christianity. This is that stuff they don't teach you about on television, all that prosperity preaching. I'm on top television now, uh, but I I teach the word. I tell the truth through the word. And, and, And whatever the text says, I say it. In Jesus name. And, and this text here says not only that, but we will rejoice in our sufferings. We we'll all have to suffer something on this side of heaven. Hello, somebody. Because this is not heaven. Heaven is a place where there be no more dying, no more crying, no more heartache, no more tears. Heaven is a place of pearly gates in the streets, paved with gold. Heaven is a place. Well, there will be no need for the sun for God will illuminate heaven. Heaven is a different place and Christians are want to have heaven here on earth and, and, and heaven will not be here on earth. And while we're here, we're gonna to have to suffer periodically. In times we have to suffer, but in Romans it says, rejoice in our suffering. Because he says this, because we know that suffering Produces perseverance. Woo! Suffering produces perseverance. And many people suffer and they want to give up. But God wants you to persevere in the midst of losing it all. Continue to believe, continue to have hope, continue to have faith, continue as we said on Sunday. Oh, continue to wait on the Lord. What do we do when we wait on the Lord? Says to hope for him, to expect him, to look for him. We learned that on Sunday. And that's what we have to do in the midst of our suffering because that suffering, God wants to produce perseverance in our lives. And many folk need to know how to persevere. That's why folk uh, don't last in marriage because they don't know how to persevere. That's why ministers and pastors don't last in the ministry because they don't know how to persevere. Uh, That's why some people will die at, at, at the thought of cancer because they do not know how to persevere in the Lord. God wants you to persevere in Jesus' name in the midst of your suffering. Yes, on this earth, in this body circumstances in our lives will cause us to have to suffer sometimes but will you persevere saints of God will you persevere so we had man a grim prognosis and then there was a turn on a dime and then we began to have a grateful praise and and lastly this as we talk about rising in the dark back of 3 verse 17 through 19. we have a grip processing I think I preached from this message or this text tonight uh or before entitled how to get a grip on life and, and, and in here we got a, a grip of the process once we see uh the prognosis which is grim, and when we we, we see, uh, have a grateful praise, this causes us to be able to get a grip on life. And this is the grip processes. It says, uh, this is what he says. He says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He got a grip on life because the sovereign Lord was his strength. God enabled him to get a grip on the Babylonian, uh, Utter destruction. He he enabled him to get a grip on uh, on the hurricane, the grip uh, on the war, the uh, grip uh, on on the heat and the fires and floods. He enabled him to get a grip. He says because the sovereign Lord is my strength. He's my strength. He helps me to get a grip on life. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and he enables me to tread on the heights. One of the unique things that I saw coming to Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, and living in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, is that every once in a while back on South Street, uh, usually you'll get crossed up by a deer. Deers, little, little deers, I think they'd be more like does, will cross, cross. I can remember I ran also up uh, right outside of Oklahoma City there were at our at our campsite uh, for the Oklahoma Baptist State Convention, I, I almost ran into a book. Uh, I think he was about a four or five point book he was right in the middle and then and he was a deer. but I, I never knew that deers because i'm seeing them on flat uh, flat roads, but I never knew how sure footed a deer is. And that's what he says, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. And it enables me to tread on the heights. In other words, uh, this trial did not cause me to stumble up and fall. This trial did not uh, cause me to lose my footing. This fall, uh, uh, this trial, this this utter destruction of a trial, God gave me strength and he enabled me to make it through. As a matter of fact, he enabled me to rise. That's why we're talking about rising in the dark tonight because he says he's enabled me to tread on the heights. He had to go higher to make it through a time such as this. You see, if you're going to make it through a time such as this, you've got to enable God to give you the strength to rise above all of this mess that you're going through, you've gotta be able to tread on the heights. In Jesus' name, Say anybody here had a, oh, a a grim uh, prognosis who've learned to turn that into a grateful praise and who God has enabled you to get a grip on your life, a grip processing. That's what happened to Habakkuk. Psalms eighteen and thirty-two to thirty-three says this: "It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way clear. He makes my feet like those of a deer, and and stations me upon the heights." Woo! He says. It is God, the summers, they have the same God. Back and the summers have the same God. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way clear. In the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the tribulations, when it seems like you shouldn't have any hope, God enables you and gives you strength and makes your way clear. He makes your feet like those of a deer and stations you upon the heights. Again, rising above it all. Hello, somebody. God wants you to rise above. The trials and the tribulations in life wants you to get over the perplexing moments so that you won't be in despair. It is God and God alone that enables us to do this. And, I, and i'm going to pray tonight before i give the invitation in jesus name shall we pray father we come tonight lord and there's somebody in the midst of it lord in the midst of it I, I, i'm just so saddened about what's going on in florida and there in georgia and across that the carolinas lord because There are folk who are losing it all, running from it all, Lord. And I pray and I intercede on behalf of those that are going through the hurricanes. Father, I pray, Lord, you put your heads of protection around, uh, especially those Christians that are living in those states. Father, put your heads of protection around them. Keep them safe from all harm and danger. Father, in Jesus' name, enable them, Father. Uh, at the result of this grand prognosis to be able to be grateful and praise and father, help them to get a grip of the process, show them make their place and pass clear father, show them where they should go, show them where they should run to show them father, that you are gone even in the midst of a hurricane. Father, in Jesus' name, there's some folk that are going through a real hurricane. There's others that are are going through that hurricane of a trial that's going on in their lives where you've allowed the devil to be footloose and fancy free in their lives. And they're trying to come to terms with what's going on in their lives, trying to get a grip of their lives. Father, we come tonight in a city on their behalf. Praying, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you will give them strength. Praying, Father, in Jesus' name, that you will make their paths clear. Praying, Father, that you will give them the feet of a deer and that you will station them upon the heights. Father, in jesus name help them to rise above the circumstances the trials and tribulations that are going on in their life father we call out to you on behalf of them father in jesus name in jesus name and father we'll be fasting and praying all week long for the aftermath father But we pray, Lord, that you show yourself faithful in the midst of it all in Jesus' name. Well, Bethlehem, I wanna thank you for joining us tonight and we shared a message rising in the dark and we want Christians to know that Christians should rise above the tribulations in life. And before we leave tonight, I always have to make sure that those who are listening who may not have a personal relationship with God will be able to come to terms with tonight's decision. First one is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And if you're listening tonight, today, this evening, this morning, or whenever, and you do not have a personal relationship with God, you pray this simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, Habakkuk said that you were his Lord and Savior, and I need you to be in my life. I believe that Jesus died, that you died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, so that today, in the midst of all this turmoil and trouble in my life, that today I may give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen and praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, we want you. Uh, I want to see you in church this coming Sunday. There are other decisions that you may need to make. If you pray that prayer for the first time, you're going to have to be baptized. You need to be baptized. You need to be a part of a uh, a family. If you need prayers tonight, you can text me in the pastor's text. Some may need to rededicate their lives as a result of this because they come to term that God has not forsaken them, but they forsaken God, like in the text. Somebody may be listening and you need to accept your call to preach. And you've been running, but you need to accept that call. I want to thank you again tonight bethlehem and saints of gods for for being a part of our bible study tonight and again if you're anywhere near paul's valley oklahoma we want to see you in this place this coming sunday at 311 north dunbar 311 north dunbar and if you've made any decisions tonight we want you to come forward after i preach on this coming sunday and let me know Uh, that you pray to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and uh, we will accept you to the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, and again, we want to thank you for joining us tonight, and I'm going to give us the benediction. As always, Bethlehem, I want to challenge you to stay connected, stay connected to God's person, stay connected to God's precepts, and stay connected to God's people, and that's why we want to see you this coming Sunday remember one of the ways you can stay connected to God's people is to intercede on behalf of God's people and this Friday we're starting uh, our fair our prayer and fasting time once again. From 8am to 8pm we'll be fasting this Friday uh, for those that are on the pastors uh, prayer list also for those that are going through the hurricanes. The other disasters and tragedies that we are facing as a nation and a world. So, we want you to fast and pray with us this coming Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Let me go ahead and give the benediction. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify your holy name. Father God, we pray that you put your head, your protection around us, that you keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again people of God said amen and praise the Lord Bethlehem you are dismissed in Jesus name